0: Welcome back to an episode of ATL Fit. I have a very special guest with me today. His name is V. V, hey. welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Floss.
0: How you doing? Oh, uh, no, no problem, no problem. I've been. Uh, you are one of the people that I, I've seen over the years grow. You know, from your your training business and your info to all that you've done. Uh, could you tell the, the, the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, so um, I actually went to medical school and was a pediatrician for three years. Uh, and I got very burnt out with the system. Um, I was seeing way too many patients and I started like popping prescription pills and I got into a bad place. So I had to leave that entire career behind to get healthy. Uh, and exercise was kind of my path to recovery. So I decided to make that into my life and that's where I am now. So, you know, um, Medicine just wasn't, you know, I've been asked before if I would ever go back to medicine. Actually, I think I'm helping more people now than I did as a doctor uh, because I'm more on the preventative side of it instead of like dealing with the pathology after the fact.
0: Now, that is one thing that I I, I have heard um, that you can um, with training. It it is almost all preventative. You're you're taking the steps early to help that uh, help that individual before they get to a place where they would have to go see a doctor and, and also getting them in a regimen that they can maintain to keep themselves healthy over a longer period of time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, because doctors are in the business of dealing with the tail end of the consequences of not leading a healthy life. So, you know, we can get them early. Maybe we can, uh, you know, save the medical system some, uh, some hassle.
0: Now when I was going to say we met literally 10 years ago in uh, 2013.
1: Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, so
0: and, you, you, oh, yeah. Oh, I want to hear, I wanna hear um, your version. Your version is probably way better than mine.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, um, I was, uh, you know, I was, I had left medicine by that point and I was just trying to get better. And, and, and you know, like mentally I kind of needed exercise to, to get me stable because it, it always kind of worked for me as far as kind of fixing the stuff in my head. And um, so there was this MX90, I think the class was, at the at, uh, gym of Buckhead. Uh, back then, and um, basically, uh, initially there were like you know a handful of people coming into class, and um, towards the tail end of it, a lot of people had dropped off, and it was just like me and Pless. So you know, me and Pless got to hang out, and he he took me through stuff, and um, you know, it, it really, I would say that that was the impetus for me transitioning into a career in personal training. I mean, I, I think that that's where the seed was planted. We're like, I could do this for for a living. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm grateful for for your part in that.
0: I I remember you coming in, you were always very uh, enthusiastic and you were doing multiple classes a day, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um, sometimes I would. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sometimes uh, you would uh, do multiple classes a day. And I'm like, this guy, this guy's dedicated <laughs> and, and focused because they weren't easy. You know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't the structure of it. wasn't like a, you know, like a structured program every day. It was like, uh, no, it was, it, I,
1: was, it was a bootcamp circuit type thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I try to, um, but when I had less people, like when I had one, like one or two people, I could structure it a little bit better. But uh, one of the main things I say when I always point people towards your your Instagram is that you can get better by following you because your, your posts are so informative. And there are things that you can actually implement into your training yeah. as you train. And a lot of people don't offer that on yeah. in social media go ahead Fixed
1: I influencers i mean a, a lot of it is just pictures of people's butts and abs you know and i'm like you know i don't want to be that guy like i mean that's just that's just cheap and you know I, I, that helps the person who's showing off their body okay it helps them feel better about themselves but it's not helping anybody else it's not inspiring anybody people look at that and like i'm never going to look like that that's what they think they don't think like oh what inspiration you know they're, they're probably like flipping you off to be honest no yeah
0: yeah. yeah, And that, and that's that's the point of uh, that's where social media is now. I do I, in 10 years or whenever it started 2013 or 2014, 2015, um, I, I think that that was the dominant style. And it, it continued. It it, it kind of just expanded over yeah. the years as we went on and went on and went on. And now it's just to the point where you're just inundated with these images. Now, it, some of these images aren't even real yeah, exactly. at this yeah. point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy to doctor things now. And, um, and you know, I mean, there's a lot of the biggest influencers in the fitness, uh, area, it, they're, they're anti-EDs. I mean, a lot of them are, or like, they're doing something insane that no one should do. Right. Something that's going to harm them. Um, you know, and, and not just like, not just like one cycle. Like, I mean, some of these guys are like 21 years old and it looks like they've done HGH and, uh, you know Anavar and trend and just all this other stuff like for years and i'm like you're so young and you're messing up your hormones so early in life uh i don't see a good outcome i mean and and, and the fact that these types of bodies are promoted as being realistic um it's not helping anybody so um it, i my, my approach is uh i try to teach things that are sustainable and that get you results in the long run um i am very much against the uh, you know get the six pack by summer type of mentality because it's just not true and you know it's perpetuated but you know stuff like that preys on people's insecurities and and leaves them with nothing to take home
0: you know uh, one of the uh the posts i was looking at today i was going to go through some posts of yours that sure. actually just just loved useless exercises yes you had that post today uh and the one that i was looking at was renegade rose and in the training world I, I, i'm going to ask this did you ever, when you first started training, did you ever go and work for a big box gym like LA Fitness or Crunch? or? Yes, um...
1: I, I worked at work uh, at any time for like a year. What did you
0: think of that environment?
1: Um, I mean, it, there's no vetting of the trainers and there's no like ongoing education or attempt to educate anybody. So was, everybody was on their own, basically. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, didn't feel like I was really helped in any way. Like I wasn't mentored by anybody. I kind of made things up on the fly. Honestly, at the time I would just, I would steal things from like P90X sometimes, you know, just to have something. Cause I had no idea what I was doing. Cause people assumed that, oh, this guy's an MD. He must know exercise. Like, no, no, I had to learn all that on my own. Um, and initially like, it's hard to extract reliable sources that are based in the science because you, you don't really get exposed to that, honestly, in this industry. Um, and, and a lot of the information out there is just stuff people are making up
0: and that's the hard part like that is a very good point the uh the no vetting um there there are no barriers to entry for the most part especially i know with la fitness and a lot of the other gyms that are like that so yeah. you just have now have you gone into um recently in like the last three or four years have you walked into an la fitness or a crunch and seen the training or uh, observed it um because i i know that tra- smaller training studios are different um like yeah. if it, if it, if somebody has like a studio those are the people that have kind of uh that know the craft better um and they have and they have usually a uh a better a better foundation of training
1: that's true yeah in general that tends to be true um you know so people at big box gyms they tend to be people who are just starting in their careers and there's nothing wrong with that everybody starts somewhere it's just that they're not they don't quite have the experience or the knowledge base yet you know so um and and also like you'll see like d- you might see one trainer who basically cycles their client from machine to machine and that's all they do. And you might see another one who's just battle ropes and ball slams all day, you know, and, and, uh, there's no consistency, right? Because they don't really talk to each other. It's everyone on their own. You just yeah. basically copy other people around you and that's how you learn, which, yeah. uh, which is a start, but it's not really a good long term strategy.
0: Now um, another post that you had that was great, and uh, it I thought about it today. It was your creatine post. That was very very recent, recent one yeah, that you yeah. did, and, and how your body doesn't produce enough, and that it's one of the essential things that you need if you want to get stronger and become, or, or if you want to advance your training.
1: Yeah, I mean you don't absolutely need it, but it helps. It helps you know. Um, it helps most people. Some people are non responders, but that's a minority.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one that I, I saw that was good. Uh, great athletes do not necessarily make good trainers.
1: Yes. So um, I I have seen so much of this, and it just it just annoys me. Um, so like there, there's a lot of you know former college football players say right. I mean you're one of them, aren't you? UDA. Yeah.
0: UGA. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But you know yeah, you're good. So that's a whole a whole different thing. But like s- some folks they are ex. Athletes, college football players, or what, what have you, and they have great bodies because they have great genetics, and they've been athletes all their life, and you know maybe they've used drugs at some point. Who knows? Um, but just on the basis of what they look like, they become trainers, right? Yes. And, yes. And they're not related. Just because you are an athlete doesn't mean you know how to teach. That's that's a different skill set altogether.
0: Altogether, you're 100 yeah. percent right. I say that all the time. The the uh, some of the best trainers that I know. Especially from the weight loss side, or those that were um, that were overweight, and they had to find what worked for them, um, either not not just physically but also mentally, um, and then use that to lose weight. Now, I always say with people who are great athletes, I actually think it works against being a good trainer, in all honesty, because. You, you, you have these, you, you have the abilities you've been doing this. And for you, it might not, you, you don't understand how when somebody can't do a, do a movement or they can't understand it because you can usually do it. So, so much easier. So, yeah, you, um,
1: so uh, as far as like, I've always had good mind body connection. Like I, I can, I can learn an exercise right away just by watching someone do it and understand mm-hmm. the elements of it. But like, you know, a lot of people don't have that skill, but um, there was another point I was trying to make uh, before I said that. Um, Rewind the last sentence. What, what did you say, like, two sentences ago? Do you remember?
0: Um, it was about the the person um, having, being overweight, and then losing, oh, okay. and then, ha- yeah.
1: Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I have struggled with my weight throughout my adult life, um, you know, especially prior to going into personal training. Um, I've always been, a, like, a little overweight, you know, maybe 15, sometimes 20 pounds overweight, uh, but, you know, usually more like 10 to 15, and it, it's always been a something that I have, uh, really been not nice to myself about.
0: Um, and there's a
1: lot of pressure in, in this field to like, you know, look a certain way in, in order to uh, get any attention whatsoever. Um, and it, it can, uh, it can be a little destructive, but, um, I had to figure out how to do it sustainably because initially, like early in my career, you know, I mean, I was shredded. I was like 7% body fat, you know, um, I was only 140 pounds and like, skin was falling off my ass because I was starving myself. I mean, that, that's how bad it got, you know, like, and yeah, like, this, this is, you know, this is not good. And I felt like crap all the time. Like I, I just didn't feel good. And, um, you know, in the long run, I decided, you know, I mean, there's, there's a middle ground, right. It doesn't have to be like one or the other. And a lot of people are sold on this, you know, either you're obese or you have a six pack and there's like nothing in
0: between, nothing in between. Yeah, yeah. no, I I've seen that. And I, and I see, um, trainers across the board, you know, they kind of, they promote that kind of thing. It's like, it's, they promote quick fixes most Absolutely. of the time.
1: And, and the thing is, ask somebody who's had eating disorders before, who's had problems managing weight before, this isn't like, this didn't come naturally to me. I mean, I was, I was a nerdy kid. I was a nerdy, chubby kid, right? I built this body through my own intention, right? So like, right. I know what to do. Right. So, and, and um, I, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. There's lots of trainers who, they just have been lifelong athletes. They've always looked like that and it's great, but like, you can't empathize. You don't understand Like, what you can't control what you eat. How can you not control what you eat? It's easy. Just track your macros and don't eat this and you'll be fine. Like, no, it's, it's a lot more behavior is hard to change, man. Especially if it's not innate to you.
0: A hundred percent facts. Yeah. I've, I've had, um, in fact, my, my cousin, who is uh, who I've worked with, and she struggled with the weight her entire life, and it was one of these things where she had to she went to she went to therapy for it, and and you know there were there were triggers that were causing her to overeat, and no matter what she did in the gym, if she didn't get over those triggers that were causing that behavior, she was never going to lose weight, and it's not. It's not as simple as, you know, telling somebody don't eat this or eat six meals a day or do this cardio. There are sometimes there are deeper roots to what is causing this. And that's well, just, what you have to diagnose.
1: I mean, sometimes it's trauma and sometimes it's just some psychological thing. It's always a psychological thing, really. At it, it, It's very foundation. Um, yeah, yeah, it's hard. So, like for me personally, um, I don't rely on self control because I have none. I rely on environmental modifications that make it automatic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, there's people who have like, because within my own life, right, this is my career, and I have things in a certain order to keep my behavior in check, right? Uh, I think it's a lot more challenging for other folks who have a couple kids and they have, you know, an office job and they have to go out on on these dinners and wine and dine your clients or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a lot more difficult in those situations. And, um, you know, I, I try to come, I try to strategize with them, but I mean, to be honest, I can't relate because when I was in that situation, I left. Right. right. <laughs> when, when my lifestyle wasn't, wasn't keeping me healthy, I decided to change my lifestyle. So um,
0: yeah. Which is hard. Most, most, I mean, most people, I mean, that, that's a credit to you. Yeah. You were able to do that. Some people don't have the strength, to just say to quit something or to leave something cold turkey and just do something not not just for not just for them for for themselves but for their future like like you completely made yourself healthier long term by switching careers yeah and a lot of people can't do that they weather just suffer you know yeah. um because they can't pull the trigger on it
1: yeah yeah and and a lot of them like um they get you know they get <sighs> Okay, I, I like tracking apps, but I also hate them mm-hmm. um, because, pe- I mean, they're empowering for people, right, to track their macros, but they get so hung up on it um, that it ends up being useless in the long run. Or what, what happens is, like, they only record their good food behavior or, like, they, they misreport their portion sizes or, like, when right. there's several options of, like, some fried chicken, they choose the one with the least calories. You know, like, little cheat- it's easy to cheat that system, you know? Like, it's not, it's not foolproof.
0: Right. Um,
1: so yeah, I, I know how I got into that, but yeah, that's my, that's my rant
0: now. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. That was, that was great. That, the, the, the information that you have and the way that you portray it, um, I, I think it's always been fantastic from, from the second I started following you on okay. IG every single post that you, that you put up, I've always taken something from them and, and it, and it helps people. And that is the, that is the one thing that is missing from social media is some people out there aren't putting out useful information. Like you said, it's just butts and abs. There's no, there's no substance behind it. Which brings me to the next topic, uh, deceptive marketing. You had a post on, uh, on deceptive marketing a while back about mm-hmm. how, uh, about how um, some people will say things and do things that are completely crap, that, that, that have no scientific value behind it but they'll try to sell you on a product on it.
1: Yes, uh, and, and you know, like, so, and a lot of group classes actually, they have a certain, so people who do Pilates usually look a certain way before they ever enter a Pilates class. 100% right? true, yes. Right? That, that goes for a lot of styles of training. They, there's a certain type they attract, like a certain physical body type they attract. And it's not that that modality made them look that way necessarily. It's that that's just the type of people who go to those classes. So, yes. uh, but pe- people get the two things confused. They're like, oh, okay, if I do Pilates, I will look just like that chick. I'm like, maybe, but probably not. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 It's it is a complete. Um, I get like like CrossFit is another thing. I, we're we we're going to talk about about that. You had a great um, a, a great post on CrossFit where you where you said something da 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 da
1: you know, I used to, God, I mean, I used to think this way too, because I didn't know any better, but you know, uh, CrossFit goes with the kind of mindset of the harder you push, the better off you'll be. And like, to an extent, all right, there's a breaking point in which you start to break down and CrossFit really, you know, is on that line right there. We're like, um, you can't recover from the workouts done like five days a week like that, um, you know, without getting injured. And, you can probably can't do it without steroids, to be honest, because you can't recover between two intense workouts back to back. You know. Sometimes also, I was
0: also what I I didn't know about CrossFit Games. Uh, they don't they don't. I think they they, they do test, but it but it's like a they give you like a like a window or something um, where you could where you could possibly yeah, yeah. So do. See,
1: you just have to be off cycle. That's all.
0: Wow. See, and those in they promote that is you know that that the whole crossfit games promoted as the fittest person fittest man fittest woman yeah in the in the world but it's not it's it's the uh, it's the ped that's what is the the fitness industry in general at this point is very high on peds where i don't think it was like you have like soccer moms and stuff like that taking taking uh, performance enhancing stuff yeah. um, where you didn't have that 15 20 years ago yeah, well,
1: the, the thing is, there's a lot more information available now on mm-hmm. like, if you're going to do it, like how to do it, um, I, you know, I mean, not that I'm recommending doing it, but I'm saying like, before people, it was a black box, people had no idea where to start, what mm-hmm. regimen, you know, the protocols or whatever. Um, and, you know, now there's actually, there's a lot of uh, educated, uh, you know, relatively responsible fitness um, gurus like Mike IsraTel who openly published their cycles, basically like look uh i'm not saying do this but if you're going to do this this is the safe way to do it don't be a dumbass. get your laps check once in a while you know i'm like okay well that's that's better right that's better. right
0: right no that is that is that is better um yeah. than but there are some like you were saying these some influencers i don't know if you, you ever heard of this guy named sam Sulek. he was brought to mind oh that's
1: <laughs> that gonna die in not in 10 years now.
0: i don't understand but is there this is the one thing that I, I don't know. Is there that much pressure on kids today to look a certain way that you would that you would forfeit the rest of your life for a very, very short window of fame?
1: Yeah, well, you know, the thing is like it's it's people who look like him who get like two million followers, you know like uh, you have to be a freak to get that that type of attention. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. that is not yeah. good for long-term for long-term yeah. success or just the longevity of these of these kids who don't know any better
1: yeah yeah um do you, do you keep up with menno henselman do you know his material
0: i do I just okay. a little bit
1: uh, it, it, it's interesting there actually is some evidence that like doing a cycle maybe a couple cycles actually can benefit you in the long run because you tend to retain that muscle mass that you built on the cycle um now did, did within i'm not sure what the exact parameters of what safe was considered in yeah. this study. I'd have to look it up, uh, but it is interesting. Well, like, you know, it was before it was like black and white and, you know, the U S is very like black and white about like drug policy. Um, and, you know, we tend to think in very black and white terms, but you know, there's, there is a potential benefit in some cases to it, but mm-hmm. it has to be done under supervision. You have to know what you're doing. You know, I mean, uh, and, and that's where I'm like, I'm not going to tell anyone to go that route um, because there's not enough resources available and we don't know enough yet.
0: All right, this is another great post that you had. Love the post was what I learned from being.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, well, I, I, I almost said her name, but she was she, she was a local trainer, and um, okay. she's an amazing person. And uh, you know, she was she really wanted my continued business, and she was really being very encouraging and stuff and um it was more about i could tell that he was just trying to keep me interested right Right. um you know like i i wish he just kind of like said okay this is how it works and this is where we're going with this and i would have bought into that but you know it's about keeping the client entertained right um and someone like me you know I, i was a motivated client i didn't need to be entertained i wanted something that worked right now, now, for some people, they just want to be entertained, and for them, I would suggest group classes. Like, there are some people who won't exercise unless it's in a format that is, you know, feels fun to them, right?
0: Um,
1: and in that case, sometimes group classes are the best option. So, I'm not, a, I'm not against it.
0: I like it. Uh, yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. And um, and being in that, I, I started like around um, 2000, early 2000s, and I've just seen the evolution, like. Trainers back in like like if you were ever in a gym in the early 2000s, it was a completely different thing. Like, every, there, nobody had headphones on. Everybody was just working. You know, Jim yeah. a Buckhead was was kind of like the last uh, holdout of, oh, of yeah. like, it, of, it, like it, real it, it gyms. Iron Gym, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that that environment was more uh, conducive to to getting your work in. Yeah. But now um, it's not as I don't know if people. Here's another thing I was going to ask you. Now, you know what it takes for yourself to get better. And when you bring a client along and you start to work with them and you see how hard you have to work, how hard you have to push them for them to see a change. Now, I don't I think because of social media and the way that workouts are presented on social media, um, like you were saying with the exercises that don't necessarily do anything, people don't work as hard. But they want results.
1: That's true. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because uh, you know, a lot of marketing uh, perpetuates the myth that it can be easy and effective at the same time, and it's just not true. Just leave there. Sorry, I'd I'd, uh, have a delivery. (laughs) No, no problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what were we saying?
0: Oh, that um, it cannot be easy and effective at the same time.
1: Yes, yes. Um, because the thing is, what creates the stimulus for your body to change is you need to push it past, like, a certain threshold in order for any stimulus to be created, right? If you're never pushing to that brink of, like, what you're capable of doing, like the upper limit of that, uh, your body never gets the signal to get better. And you're just treading water. You're doing essentially nothing. Yeah. So, like, I- you know, and the thing is difficult work doesn't have, doesn't mean it has to be torture. Right. I mean, right. the people like us who are into it, I like doing that. I like pushing myself as hard as possible. That isn't in- in- intrinsically enjoyable. You know, it- it's not even for a goal. I just like doing it.
0: Yeah. No, I, I definitely can understand that. Yeah. And very, very true. And I, I see it and it's just one of these things that it's very hard to, uh to convey to a lot of people that, yeah, when you see this, you know, yeah, it that you cannot that won't get you better. It just won't because they're not you're 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 not like you were saying, sending the signal to your body to change because you're not exerting yourself enough in that particular exercise or that particular movement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um I was saying, yeah. So um I, I I do have some clients that and this is always a struggle who you know they're so resistant to exercising that no matter how long I work with them, like some of them will be with me for a couple of years and they hate, they hate it every time. And they come in, you know, kind of mopey and grumpy each time I see them. And uh, there's no way to stop them out of it. I mean, some folks, it seems like they're kind of built different where like they don't like exercise. And there's actually some, there's actually some science behind that. There's some people with a genetic predisposition where like you're hooked on exercise from the womb, you know? And there's others who like don't ever feel like exercising. And I'm not one of those people. So it's, it's hard for me to
0: understand. Yeah. That is that is a thing because you you go in there and you know you you enjoy it. I mean it's not just it's not a chore for you. It's something that you look forward to most days when you get a chance to go in there. I and mean, it's, uh you
1: meditation for me. You know I mean, you know other people sit still and close their eyes. I I lift weights. I mean that's how I meditate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel you. No, I'm 100% yeah. the same the same way. I I got another another one. Uh hype trainers was another uh another post oh, yeah. That you had. That was good. And uh, I don't think it you're you're the way that you you put it across is just because someone is loud and yelling and pushing doesn't make it make them a good trainer. You know, they're just cheerleading.
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with being encouraging. I'm not saying that. But, you know, a lot of folks who just do that, uh, it's kind of hiding the fact that they don't know what they're doing but they can use their enthusiasm. But you know, enthusiasm alone doesn't make you a good trainer. Right. You know, you right. can be very encouraging, very positive, very enthusiastic. You can have a great personality. That's awesome. Mm. Those are good attributes to have, but you know, it's not gonna be complete without that kind of knowledge base.
0: Yeah. The knowledge is the most important part. That's what I tell everybody. Knowledge. And,
1: and you know, that's where like, I feel like I, can, I have something to contribute that other trainers perhaps don't because um, I have a medical degree and that although I had to learn a lot of things as I went along, uh, my understanding of the information that's presented to me, I know how to like um, look through research and assess what the credible sources are and what aren't. Right, uh, when someone is talking about a fitness or health-related topic, I can immediately tell if they're if they know what they're talking about or not. Where like somebody in the general population, they can't tell an expert from somebody who is just making stuff up. Right, uh, mm-hmm. so it, it allows me to weed out the information a lot better. And uh, you know, I, I have a lot deeper understanding of like the details of how things work uh then i would say that most trainers have
0: absolutely
1: uh, so I, I have met a lot of you know guys who have a guys and gals who have a master's in kinesiology who uh probably know more than i do so you know it, it doesn't apply to everyone but like a lot of trainers they don't have the understanding of the physiology or the anatomy to the extent that i might
0: yeah and that is one of the best things about your ig is not only do you break down the the actual thing you, you break down the why it's not the yeah. how, the how and the why are, are just as important. Both of them equally are important to each other. Yeah. Another um, one you had was the great, uh, can you make games in your forties? That was also a great one that I liked. Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I tell people all the time. It's like, just age does not define. No. Your athletics. Or, or you go, go ahead.
1: Well, uh, those pictures are also four years apart. You know, it's a slow process. That's the, that's the other thing. People don't see the change because it's such a slow process because those pictures are four years apart. You can tell I gained some muscle mass and a little more defined and, you know, a little leaner in the second picture, but like, that's like, that doesn't happen like in a few months, man. Mm -hmm. That's just consistency and good programming.
0: And that's another thing that, that has kind of with social media, people want results fast and yeah. it human body doesn't work like that it just doesn't no matter yeah. who you are it's going to take some time
1: yeah and and, and you know like I, I think especially um older folks especially you need to hear that because i i i meet a lot of you know I'm, I'm a middle-aged guy and i meet a lot of middle-aged clients who uh who expect their bodies to respond um and you know in some cases they might but they're, they're probably not gonna respond like a 20 year old right Right. Um, but, but they expect to get results because like, Oh, back in college, I lost 30 pounds by running three miles a day and doing yoga. I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm like, yeah.
0: All right. what well, yeah. what you were saying, um, I've heard the exact same thing. Somebody saying when I was in college, I've lost this amount of weight in this amount of time. And I want to do it again, even though it's 20 years later.
1: it's not going to happen. Sorry. Like, just you got to be a grown up about it, man. You're you're not a kid anymore, you know. And uh, a lot of people aren't ready to be grown ups.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's hard being a grown up. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> people don't really, like, my, I, I was going to say just just from just from living life just normally, like my knees don't feel the same as they did 15 15 years ago. Uh, yeah, my yeah. So, some days my back's a little bit tighter. After doing an exercise or, 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 or I'm going to tell you this from, from long plane rides, not even any exercise, my yeah, back yeah. will be tight. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just stand
0: in one position too long. And, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You can, you can work it, you can massage it, you can get better. Yeah. Do not let things like that deter you from your fitness goals.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. you know, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, God, like a, a lot of folks my age, like they've already given up. They're like, my body's deteriorating is because you haven't used it in a way that challenges it. And that's why, because I mean, if you don't use it, you lose it. It's very true. Um, but they kind of, instead of attributing it to lack of activity, they attribute it to age
0: and like, no, no, it has a
1: lot more to do with your lifestyle than your age, dude.
0: That is a great quote. That is a great quote that it has more to do with your lifestyle than your age. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right. Also, uh, this is also a good one, uh, and I see this a lot. Um, you always do such a great job of bringing things like combo exercises. The, oh, yeah. RD, the RDL to the cur- – <laughs> I think, was it a curl or curl press? And I just, press? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The RDL to the curl press. Stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, like, basically – you know, you combine these things together, like, oh, okay, I can get it all done in one. Like, no, no, you basically get nothing done because everything is, uh, you know, you're not using a sufficient weight for a lot of the exercises in that combo. You know, like I said, like RDLs, I can, I can hold a hundred pound dumbbell in each hand curls. I can do forties and I can overhead press seventies. And, you know, I mean, I basically be trying to use the same weight for all three exercises uh, based on whatever the lowest one is. Right. So right. I'm always going to be limited by the curls because I can only curl for you. 40, so I, that, that's the heaviest I'd be able to use. Right. Yeah. Whereas if I broke it down, I could load every movement I'm doing uh, optimally.
0: What is uh, across the board right now? Um, being that that you know the fitness industry, you've been able to navigate it. What is the one thing you see now um, that has come into the space that has just changed it for the good or for the bad?
1: Um. So you know th- there's a wave of influencers who actually are um you know respected sources of like reliable information like brad seanfield Menno henselman uh Barbara medicines are, they're, they're, those are a bunch of really good guys too i mean their information is legit and uh that those resources were not available like 15 years ago i mean i don't, I don't remember any of this stuff i mean it was all um you know p90x type stuff that was marketed and um, I didn't even know where to go for better information than that, um, so that that's been a positive. Like, I, I think I think yes, there's a deluge of like poor information and you know just kind of selfish interest and in marketing, right? Uh, but there's also a big growth in uh, the number of educated fitness influencers, and uh, I think that's a positive trend. So that's a,
0: that's, yeah, that is yeah. A, that is excellent too because I yeah we need more we need more reputable sources. Yeah. um, and fitness that people can draw from, um, to help. I mean, cause it'll, it'll help everybody. If there's, if there's, if there's more fruit, pr- I mean, if there's, there's a better baseline, you know, yeah. of information, um, that people can draw from, I think it would help as a whole making sure that people don't get, cause I see so many advertisements now that pop up of, of supplements or or this or just different, different things. And, you know, there's no there's no regulation on it, um, for the for the most part. So you can almost say anything, and then you you provide your results with your pictures or whatnot. And I think that's that's hurtful to the to the the fitness community um, to have yeah. so many people taken advantage of like like that in most cases.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting with these supplements and uh, just the mentality with supplements is uh, well with this. Uh, Andrew Huberman and folks like him uh, have caused the supplement industry to explode. He's a, he's a neuroscientist who has a very popular podcast, if you're not familiar. Anyway, so he uh, endorses use of a lot of supplements and uh, you know, he's, he's partly responsible for like an upsurge in a lot of the uh, nootropic supplements, which are like for brain function. Um, And I just noticed people get really obsessed with fine tuning these you know, vitamin levels in their blood and, and like optimizing that and optimizing their sleep and then taking this supplement this time, taking this stuff. And, you know, meanwhile, they're binge drinking on the weekend and they're eating like fucking ribs every. Can I <laughs> oh, curse on this podcast? My bad.
0: Absolutely. As much as you want, you say whatever you want to.
1: <laughs> you know, like they're eating spirit ribs and drinking beer every night, but, you know, but they're taking these supplements. So it's fine, right? It balances out. I mean, that, that's where that gets them. They don't focus on the things that actually matter. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, and focus on this thing that makes maybe 1% of the difference.
0: All right. We're going to close with this one. All right. Uh, slowing down your reps. Uh, I see a lot of people, Dwayne Johnson does it on all of his posts and a lot of, a lot of, um, people, uh, do do the slow reps, you know, that, that thing, you, there's science behind the shows that you pointed out. Uh, what did the science point out exactly?
1: So doing, doing uh, concentrics, uh, the concentric part, going fast on the concentric part, um, mm-hmm. that actually going near failure with the concentric is what's going to create most of the stimulus. Uh, basically, when, when you're doing it slow, you never have to recruit. Because in order to do a weight slow, it has to be a light weight for you, right? Otherwise, you couldn't do mm-hmm. slow. Uh, right. That recruits the the slow twitch fibers um, and the low threshold motor units, the ones that don't really grow with training. So you don't really get the muscles you want to grow because you're not – stimulating those fibers because you don't have to it, it, it's not until your muscles fatiguing and you're kind of working near failure where, like all your motor units all those fibers are being recruited at the same time you know the ones that grow with training and the ones that don't they both get stimulated uh but with the lightweight because you're not having to use those high threshold motor units and those um fast twitch fibers you never get stimulated that makes sense
0: makes sense yeah makes sense. v thank you so much Right. For, uh, for taking time out of your day today to do the ATL Fit Podcast. V, can you tell them where they could find you uh, to yeah. get some more great information that I use every single day that I'm training? That's amazing. Uh,
1: yeah, so I'm located in Midtown near Piedmont, Piedmont Park, and you can find me at fitmdatl.com.
0: All right. Thanks very much, V. You have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. No spare ribs. All right. Um, <laughs> I'll do my best. All right. All right. Take care. Bye bye